Welcome to I'll Tell You, the wedding podcast. Join us, Jenny and Richard, as we navigate wedding trends and bridal dilemmas, including juicy gossip from behind the scenes in the wedding industry. We'll be spilling all the tea and arrival drinks on our do's and don'ts for your big day. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're good. Hope you're having a good Wednesday. Yeah. How are you? I am very good. Thank you very much. We've had a good week. We've had a good week. And do you know what? I've had quite a lot of um, brides recently saying yes as well. And That's nice. Yeah, it's been really lovely, actually. And the only reason why I say that is just because, like, I sound really cringy when I say this now, but I really vibe off brides when they say yes and when they have that really positive yeah. kind of vibe off them mm-hmm. it, it really fills me and like you know every single time um somebody buys a dress for me like I do a happy dance like people don't realize that yeah um like it's not a <laughs> it's like with me when you're like if you've got a couple that's got like a really good idea of what they want and you really like it and then they book you it's like oh this is going to be so good like you can't wait for their wedding to come around because it's so like your vibe and you're like ooh yeah it's exciting you get really really excited and i get super excited when someone buys a dress for me i'm just like yay more because like you found the one not because i'm like oh yes rubbing my hands running to the bank (laughs) (laughs) Um, lovely yeah because you really don't make as much profit as people probably think so it's also um, like you're a part of their like one of the most important things in their life aren't you so it's like they'll remember that yeah, definitely. And that's kind of what I try and create. And I'm sure that's what you try and mm-hmm. do as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What's your rose of the week? What's been the good thing to happen this week? Oh, I, I've had two things actually. Ooh, no thorn this week? Uh, I haven't got really a thorn this week. Okay then, come on. Can I just have two roses please? Yes, of course, of course. So I have a lady that does little wax melts and pulse points oils and all sorts of stuff just in the shop that you can put in bridesmaid boxes or just gifts in general but she's actually curated me a scent for the shop uh, an essentials oil scent which is really nice i'm a very scenty person I really like stuff like that. And I thought that sometimes it's like a lot of people wear a certain scent on their wedding day, don't they? Mm -hmm. To remind them of that Mm -hmm. moment. And I thought it was a really nice thing to create a scent for my shop to remind you of the moment that you found your wedding dress. What is it? So it's a unisex scent, actually. Yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, I wanted it to be unisex because I felt like sometimes it can be quite overpowering otherwise. Um, But it's actually like de-stress... Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and what's your other? My other rose is that um, today I got a package from Martina Liana, who's a new designer that I've taken on. Um, and inside it was lots of samples of the different fabrics in which you can interchange on the dresses and lace samples, uh, button samples, everything. And I just thought it was an absolutely brilliant idea. So all my other designers, please get on board. Please do this because I was all for it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Attention to deets, isn't it? So. Yeah, I think there's a lot of shops out there which are scared to do the customization side of things. But that's the main reason why I take on the designers that I do is because they are customizable, and I love it. I love that side of things. What are yours? Have you got a rose? Um, yeah, 
I've Let's go rose. positive first. Okay, I've got a rose. So my rose of the week is we have launched our Christmas wreath making workshops. Obviously, we are a wedding florist, but we do do dip our toes in other areas as well. So our Christmas wreaths are really popular. But since we've had the studio, I felt like it would be good for to get people in, have some bubbles, have some nibbles, Christmas vibes, yeah. and get them to make their own completely like customizable, personalized. So they're going down well. If you want to take it, get yourself there. DM <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but my thorn of the week is before that, the studio for me, the moment. I, I feel like I haven't been there an awful lot because I've had a lot of admin to do, but I just feel I need I need to jazz it up a bit. Something not right. Admin to do. Yeah. Probably has our Val Metcalf doing that for him. Don't no, know I why don't. You, uh, you do. I can I tell by your face. I actually don't. I'm very, I'm a control freak with the admin because only me, me can really do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the studio feels a little bit like, I don't know, like I've moved out of my house and I'm coming back or like, I said before, like I've took the Christmas tree down and yeah. like, it's just not right. I need to kind of, but the Christmas tree will be going up again soon. So surely that'll help. This week we are discussing social media on the whole from a supplier's point of view, from a bride's point of view, a couple's point of view and people's expectations from a client side of what to expect from your suppliers or what to expect in terms of cost of weddings and so on. Might get a little deep, but... Yeah, and apart, like, just remember as well that these are our opinions. You don't have to listen to them. They might not be correct. Everyone has one. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you're listening in the car. There is not a police car behind you. It's just the podcast. <laughs> In terms of social media as a supplier, I kind of have a bit of a background in social media. What do you mean by social media as a supplier? So what we post, why we post what we post. Yeah. <laughs> so businesses. Well, I only post just because I want to go viral, but it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, Jenny's waiting for the viral moment. To uh, I'm not. It pisses me off that I feel like most of my reels and stuff that I do are so much better than all these reels that I see that do go viral. And I think, Fuck you, real. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's um, hard. It should be a full time job. And I feel like when you work for yourself, it's like if you were to employ a big team, there would be someone who does social media. Do you know what I mean? Do you it's know like what annoys a... me though? Is that even some of the biggest suppliers out there, like as in, for instance, some of the biggest designers out there, sorry, I'm going to say it, but your social media is crap. Like, yeah. You need to get on it. Some of the best social content that I've had from some of my suppliers is Made With Love are absolutely incredible. Yeah. There's another designer called Chosen by Kaya, absolutely incredible social yeah. media content. Some of the others, like, um, I, f I feel like you just really need to get on it a bit more, to be honest with you, because, yeah, it's where it is. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people kind of see what we post and I try to make content that's kind of like inspiring, but also like aspirable in terms of like, I want my wedding to look like that. That looks brilliant. Because at the end of the day, not to speak too businessy, but then that's what brings people to me yeah. in terms of you want it to look that way. Well, we can do it because we've proven ourselves that we can. It's also, we've discussed it before. Um, in previous episodes but what you post out there essentially attracts the people in that you want so that's super important for us anyway I think yeah definitely and I mean so when it comes to social media because I I stock so many different items of clothing um really bridal dresses 
I need the kind of social media content sometimes to be at my fingertips rather than me having to create it all. I think that people do prefer the organic content that I create over the content that I get from my designers. But I think it's a good mix of both that I really like to show my brides. Mix of both from like a bridal boutique point of view because everyone else gets the same sort of social media pack if you if you well this is me presuming mm. you all get the same sort of social media pack if you stock that designer you do but there's plenty out there that get the social media pack and don't utilize it so like um, yeah but i just mean then everyone's instagram feels the same yeah yeah and so like i've tried to create a little bit more of a continuity of my social media yeah. so you can tell who my brand is it's a lot to do with social media is brand recognition and actually knowing who it is uh, that's posted before actually looking at who's posted you'll nine times out of ten you'll know for instance it's possibly me that's posted you would know and recognize you for instance i hope so anyway without actually (laughs) looking at your actual uh, instagram handle i'm predominantly on instagram don't really deal with facebook yeah Um, I i don't even have a facebook I should, but I just don't. I just can't get it. And like people do say to mm. me, oh, it attracts a different crowd. But then I also think, oh, I don't know. It just feels weird to me, Facebook. I don't know why. Facebook does attract a different crowd, but I feel like it's possibly not my target market. You you might feel similarly about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not to say that my target market isn't on Facebook. That They 100% are. But I think they're looking for different things when they're on Facebook. Yeah. That's I also, what I think. Like, I've run social media for other companies before. And it gets to a point where you're kind of copying, pasting content for Instagram because it gets the most reach onto Facebook. And it's, it feels pointless. And kind of, if you're going to do Facebook, you need to do it really well. Because some people do mm. do it really well. And it obviously works for them. But for me, I just don't gel with it. No. It's a bit ugly to look at Facebook, I think. It's too much going on. Yeah, there's too much going on for me. But also as well, like... I- aesthetically again can i just put it out there that if you are looking at a supplier and aesthetically on social media it's not there for you they're probably again not your wedding supplier Mm. and now some people might not like what i've just said um if you don't like what i've just said it's because you don't feel like your social media reflects you and if you don't feel like your social media reflects you change it yeah i also think Um, as well like I've said it before, don't try and bend your supplier to be your supplier. Find the supplier that is for you in a way. Do you know what I mean? Don't, yeah, definitely. Don't make them for you. Find the one that just is for you. Yeah. Um, And that normally works well. It gets you the better wedding. I know there's a lot of suppliers out there as well that might not know how to create content. I didn't know. I'm completely self-taught. I have had a few people that have asked me in recent weeks, especially over suppliers, asking me what I do on my social media, etc., like again, I say it, I, I am <laughs> completely self-taught. We wing it. <laughs> we completely wing it. If anybody actually wants to know anything, feel free to ask me. I'm more than open to telling you what I yeah, do. <laughs> there was something that you made the other week and I said, oh, how did you do that? And I do something similar and you were like, oh, I use this, this and this. And I thought, what? And then the outcome's the same. So there's loads of different ways you can do things. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I think it was like a reel and you, a, a Maybe like a story with music on and you were like, oh, I'll put the music on like this. And I was thinking, I don't do that. I just can't remember what it was. Oh, right. Okay. I asked you about it and you were, I thought, whoa, I don't well, do that. I can't remember. I don't do that, but it still works. So it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got and their own way of working. Do you know well. what? Like, 
it was probably only about a year ago where I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I've gone away, done my homework and yeah. Yeah. I think the reason it's so important is because social media changes so much that you do need to be on top of it. Like I did a marketing course at uni and it was like, if you ever said you were going to do like a, you're going to rely on social media for all your marketing, like all your, it was a fashion marketing course. They would be like, that's not going to work. It's like, it's because it does it does yeah. some, like now it does whereas then it I'd didn't i'd say 95 percent of my um customers are from instagram yeah i would well i know so yeah i i actually yeah i know so as well because i actually ask when yeah, you book so do i it's either um, word of mouth or it's instagram yeah when discussing social media it's obviously hard especially if you're like a newly engaged couple you start looking about you start seeing things you're saving every nice image that you see Mm. and you kind of it can become a minefield in terms of your expectations of what your wedding is going to be like so i think it's always good to kind of touch on what we see out there we do a thing in the industry called styled shoots yeah which i think you either love them or you hate them from a client point of view because a lot of the time clients don't know what they are but a styled shoot is basically where a group of suppliers get together or it could be one supplier or however you want to work work it. Um, and they essentially make shift a wedding. It will involve a venue, involves dress designers or dress suppliers. Yeah. Um, Usually it's where a supplier wants to create a look or sees an early trend or something like that. They want to put that forth on their social media, but know that maybe a couple won't be doing it yet or... It's something that's quite fresh and new mm-hmm. and they want to do something at the forefront of it. Yeah. And they they know it's not going to be done necessarily by a couple because a lot of the time couples are led by trends. So, for instance, you'll see a lot of white and green in a minute. And I think you'll always see that maybe. Yeah. But... Um, there's, for instance, we said on the lab po- last podcast, there was a trend for champagne and black bridesmaids. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I have had kind of mixed reviews on like when we do do them. They obviously always look amazing, but I have had one couple say, what do you gain from doing that? And it's sometimes we're showing what we can do with a big budget. And when I say a big budget, I mean like a really big budget. Mm. Because if you were to do the tables, how full we've done them in previous shoots, or if you were to do like the number of say candles we use on one table, if you were to do that for the full wedding, mm. you're talking a really, really big budget. It's showing yeah. what we can do with that type of budget because sometimes we don't get the clients that have it. Also as well, it's showing what we can do without people fucking with it. For instance, guests. For instance, <laughs> guests. I'm talking like you actually get time with a bride and groom. Usually we use real couples. Yeah. So they're not like fake couples. Um, but you get time with a bride and groom and be able to put them in the type of poses that you maybe want to showcase your items for instance dresses i um also as well get a bride to actually wear things which are a little bit more alternative fashion forward but editorial. not yeah more editorial look rather than that a lot of people aren't uh, how would i put it brave enough yeah they're not brave enough yeah exactly <laughs> they're not brave enough to do some of these things i think it's because as well 
you don't actually need to be brave, but I just think it's it's a huge decision. Yeah. And you don't want to look back and think, why did I wear them stupid fucking gloves on my wedding day? Do you know what I mean? You don't want to... Exactly. And that's why it's a really good thing. Yeah. Because it can showcase what you can do and what can actually look really sophisticated. For instance, there's a lot of things coming from the 90s trends at the minute. If you were to put a 90s picture in front of us to say, oh, that's what I want to do, you might look at it and go oh my God, that's going to look trashy as hell. But then if you actually do it in a curated, good way, then it can look really, really sophisticated and really nice. And it's showing you those alternative looks. Mm -hmm. And I also think they inspire people. People see something and they think, oh my God, that's what I want. We did do, in our last um, style shoot, we did quite a colourful table. And the week we posted it, we had two couples change from white to colourful. So you never know. If they hadn't seen us do it, they might have thought, oh... Richard can do that now. Or Richard, I know he's going to pull it off well. I want to change. I think it makes couples entrust in you a little bit better, especially when it comes to styling, etc. Because Mm -hmm. it can really show how it can be done well, like a bright colour rather than Like so many different (laughs) elements that you can kind of jump in on there and make it look the part. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of the time, like... For instance, me and Richard are good friends, uh, but we might not necessarily always use each other when we do a styled shoot, etc. Mainly because, again, um, if we want a different look, um, we're not going to try and get our friend to do a different look for us because that's not what they do. And if that's not what they do, you'll look elsewhere and look at someone who does it well. I do plenty of shoots without Richard. (laughs) It's all right. Don't worry, guys. We're not going to fall out. (laughs) So we have a dilemma that someone has messaged in. Hey guys, lovely listener here. We got engaged this summer and we are planning our 2025 wedding and we are struggling with decor. I have sent my suppliers what I'd like and every single time it is out of budget. What do I do? Extend your budget. (laughs) (laughs) Right, first of all, congrats. Congratulations on the engagement. Um, I would say start looking at things that you presume are going to be less money. I know it's a presumption, but it's hard when you're looking on social media, especially Pinterest and Instagram, when you're looking at certain types of weddings, certain types of florists or certain types of event designers or whatever. And they are high end when it's, it's, it's hard to fathom where this money's going to go type of thing. Sometimes it's a bit of pill to swallow and you've got to kind of suck it up and get on with it and choose something that's less. Yeah, sometimes I think as well, like, if it's floristry, for instance, talk to your florist and say to them, like, what is cheap but could be a good filler to look good still Mm. in keeping with what you want? Yeah. Because you know yourself, anything that's in season is much cheaper than stuff which is outside of season. Yeah. So... If you look at things like that, for instance. One thing I will say as well, this is just kind of a little side note. The whole look of like lots and lots of gypsophilia with lots of um, like big white roses is so popular on Instagram now to the point where we have like TikTok creators saying, oh, this is this is what I had at my wedding. And it's like, that's fine. But the jip you buy in Asda is different to the jip you buy at the wholesaler. Yeah. To use to create that look. You need so much of it. Plus Jip is so fucking expensive as well. Like Plus it stinks. <laughs> but it's so... It smells like cat piss, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a weird smell. It's not... Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Um, 
you know, that's a really popular thing on social media now. And I think people think that that look won't be as expensive as other looks because of the, because of the use of JIP. Um, but it's our expectations of what you expect from your supplier at the end of the day, isn't it? It's what they kind of have in mind, what you are wanting to create within the budget. I think what people expect of the suppliers is sometimes hard in terms of what you see out there. Mm. A lot of the time, these big viral weddings or the weddings that are trending in terms of like reels or TikToks, they are huge budgets. And unfortunately, yeah, or they know someone or have someone within the industry. So I think that like, and when I say that they know someone within the industry, they still spend a lot of money because we we at cost price like can't provide that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's really hard when it comes to planning a wedding. And the reason why it's so hard is because you've never planned a wedding before, usually. So your expectations of budget should be whatever you're quoted. Go with maybe a couple of quotes of the type of supplier and vendor that you like and then look at your budget. The thing is, is that when you set a budget, for instance, if you come into a dress shop, you're setting a budget for a dress that you like the look of, but that dress starts at 2,200 and you set your budget at 1,500, you're never going to get that dress that you want. Yeah, basically. (laughs) End of. Basically. Yeah, I know, it's hard, it's hard. Um, And I know that's really hard until you actually get those quotes, but that's the whole point of getting quotes. And it's also the whole point of shopping around and finding out how much these designers, etc., actually cost. As long as you find out where their ballpark starting price is from, that's where you find out where your ballpark starting price from of budget is. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're working with a stick in the dark. (laughs) That's completely the wrong wrong thing to do. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, There is a northern wedding photographer called Esme, and she made a TikTok the other day, which is similar to this, saying about TikTok influencers whose weddings go viral. And it's like, unfortunately, these influencers are paid so much money like you're probably looking at like a millionaire's wedding sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, this is unreal. But because TikTok feels so real and like it feels a lot more raw than Instagram. Yeah, it does. They are more relatable. So you think it's like, oh, well, if they can do it, sometimes I can maybe do it. And it's like, sorry, but unfortunately it, it doesn't happen like that. And if your wedding is, I'm not, what's a better word for mediocre? Average, other than average. It's not even average. It's just normal. Yeah. If you have... <laughs> Look, I'm a wedding supplier, right? And I think that a lot of people have a preconception of, for instance, myself um, owning a bridal dress shop. They might have a preconception of the fact that I had three, four wedding dresses. I didn't. I had one dress. I bought it in a sample sale. End of. And I had a wedding that cost me £10,000. With 30 people, I got married in a garden. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Um... (laughs) It's not... I I don't, again, I feel like it's that expectation from like social media, et cetera, to actually have this big flamboyant wedding. Don't do what is right for you. And And also, go on, sorry. That's fine. Um, Like the the way that influencers kind of, it looks like homemade. It looks like that kind of vibe. Yeah. But it's 100% not. And their job is to promote their wedding at the end of the day and make it that, 
make money from it. Yeah. The That's way, all they're doing. The way it looks is like, it looks amazing because it is amazing, but they are big budget weddings. And sometimes because TikTok is so raw, you don't think it is a big budget wedding because they are just like normal people. But unfortunately, these TikTok stars aren't anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's the hard, hard bit to kind of grasp. I guess that's the reality of it. And we all know this. We're, we're debunking something that we already all know. Yeah, I know. Um, so true. I yeah. just also want to discuss the like we at yard we do love pinterest we love looking at things even instagram we love kind of saving things that we haven't seen before and mm. um, but the thing is with say for example pinterest and i've discussed this so many times and i discuss it a lot with my couples everything is filtered absolutely everything yeah to the point where like they'll show me a picture of a bouquet and i'll go okay well that rose there is actually this rose Say we've got it in the studio at the time. And they'll go, oh, God, that's too pink. Or, oh, that's way too red. I thought it was more fuchsia. Or, like, it's not it's not right. And I'm like, well, that particular rose there, that's, that's the stem type. And if you want them, that's what it looks like. And mm. sometimes when there is, like, an editorial look to a picture, the colours get skewed and then people think it looks this part. But on the day, with the naked eye, it doesn't look like that. It still looks absolutely gorgeous, but it will be more vibrant because we see in true colour and yeah. a camera doesn't. I think as well, like you've got to remember that a photographer's edit is like their artistic perception. Yeah. And, and when I say that, I mean that they, they alter the colours to look how they want them to look. And that's why your wedding photos are like so beautiful because it is yeah. like a almost altered reality of the day. It's like a It's like a glossy reality of the day. If that makes sense. Yeah, kind of a glossy reality. But what what a photographer does is they almost create atmosphere and feeling within a photograph. And they do that A, by movement, etc. a lot of the time. But they also do it by the edit. Mm -hmm. And that is how they do it. (laughs) It's like when you look back at photos of like, say, your parents and stuff in like the 70s. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's quite yellowy and orangey. And you think, oh, that looks like such a good time. But actually, in reality, it's the same colour as it was today. Do you get what I mean? It's like, it's like, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's like that feeling that you, for instance, if you see a, the Mona Lisa, right? (laughs) And I'm just using this as an example, because at the end of the day, a lot of the time suppliers within the wedding industry are actually artists, creative artists a lot of the time, including photographers and videographers. So, when you, for instance, look at the Mona Lisa and you look at a Banksy, you're going to think two different things. And it's exactly the same when it comes to the creativity perspective of your wedding supplier. Yeah. And then that's when it comes down to when you show us pictures that we love and like flowers that we love working with. But unfortunately, sometimes they're not that coloured in real life. Yeah. You'll probably get the feel after the wedding when you get your pictures back. Yeah. <laughs> but on the day, you might think, oh, that rose is a little bit too pink for me. Should it be more blush? But that's that's what they're like. And we can alter them and kind of, not alter the flowers, but we can, you know, change it up so it looks filtered. Yeah. The bouquet itself. But it is uh, obviously... When it comes down to filtering as well, the other thing that I just want to mention is that one of my friends mentioned this to me and I thought, you know what? You're really right about that. So many people put a filter on their face now on social media, me included, mainly because I don't like my face. So (laughs) I feel like everyone is the same. And we're so used to putting a filter on our face 
that when you get those photographs back and you get a shock that you look the way you do in real life, don't be shocked. A photographer <laughs> cannot change your face. They will not change your face either. If you want to stick a filter on it afterwards, I can't say the photographer will be very impressed by it, but um, that's not something that you should have an expectation of a photographer or videographer to do because they can't change it. Yeah. And that's your face and you're happy and you're excited. Yeah. And like, I've seen this thing. Your perception of what you look like and like, it's the happiest day. You're going to look gorgeous, aren't you? You are. Yeah. Like, just be happy with those, like, you know, those double chin laughs. Like, they are some of the best pictures. Best pictures for me because I look yeah. so overjoyed and happy on my wedding day that I'm kind of like, yeah, I love those. I remember that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, just cherish them. There's lots of like one, like TikToks of like people practicing their soft smile. And I just think, oh, why? Like, oh my God, no. Just I can't do a soft smile. Have the big fat belly laughs and just enjoy it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And stop. I think sometimes they kind of expect the pictures to be like this. They expect the wedding to be like this. They want to be able to post that very Instagrammable vibe, which is fine. And like, mm. we've all, we all do it. And like, as a supplier, I do it. Oh, 100%. Like, I will be the first person to tell you that every time I put a reel up, I put it through Facetune. And I'll tell you the reason why. (laughs) I will. I'm completely honest with you. I'm not going to lie. I do. (laughs) Because... I've got a two-year-old. I've got bags under my eyes. I'm fucking knackered. Honestly, I am absolutely knackered. Um, sometimes my um, I have rosacea on my nose, so sometimes I can be quite self-conscious of that as well. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. It is the best policy. I do not 100%, and I'll be the first person to admit that. Like, I... I, I'm not a complete catfish, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you'll recognise um, me in Aldi. You will de- <laughs> you'll definitely recognise me, but at the same time, what I mean is that I, I do maybe alter the texture of my skin um, just because it makes me feel more confident when I'm posting things because I, as a supplier, I do feel very, very exposed when I'm putting things out there and I'm pretty certain more suppliers feel like that as well. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with me doing that. But yeah, I'm just being real with you. Yeah, true. <laughs> Going on, to, so to, discussing body image and how you look on your wedding day. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like, I seen two Instagram reels the other day of a PT being like wedding body blitz or whatever it was called. Mm. And I kind of thought like, is this what we're expecting people to do now? Like, I'm all for like, if you want to lose weight fucking go for it and like do it if that's what you want to do for your wedding day yeah because it's about you and if you don't feel comfortable go ahead and crack on yeah but that whole thing of like we're now promoting it as like a market of wedding body blitz it just made me feel very very weird no it pisses me off that pisses me off now and the reason why i say that is because not every pt is like that for one yeah and, and secondly um it's because for instance, when brides come in to me, a lot of the time uh, when they're looking for their wedding dress, they're lacking a lot of confidence. Now, yeah. if you feel a fucking million dollars in that wedding dress and you haven't lost the weight, then that is the bloody dress. Yeah, true. Also, they were American, so it wasn't like an Eng- English PT or anything. Yeah. Um, I remember when we came to Jenny's shop for my sister's dress consultation, and I remember you saying to her, if you were to get married next week, would you be happy wearing it? Mm. And Gina was like, um, yeah, 
think so yeah and obviously sometimes you know you do want to lose a bit of weight here and there and like that's also fine but to be happy in it when you buy it is kind of like probably the right thing you don't want to go oh this is gonna look good yeah and don't get me wrong like i understand that some people's figures can change but if you're gonna change dramatically then yeah it's probably not the right dress (laughs) it's also the Um, massive expectation and pressure that you put on yourself to be like i need to be like this for my wedding it's like why and, and this is just my opinion. Can I just pull that out there again? I'm um, also the type of person, like, for a holiday, or I do this myself, but... I don't go to the gym. I ain't got time for it. Um, if if anyone knows me, the only reason why I lost weight after having a baby is simply because I didn't have time to fucking eat. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of anything else. Um, I yeah. think, like, we, we do kind of... Social media as a whole, outside of the wedding industry, we do put this pressure on ourselves. that it, like, like, you know, you are working towards something, or you know, a wedding day or if you're a bridesmaid or whatever you think, oh God, can't be like looking like this, blah, blah, blah. But it's like at the end of the day, if everyone's happy, everyone's having a good time, everyone's bellies are full and they're drinking and they're having a good time, what's the issue? What is the big issue? I would just say to anyone out there, if you want to lose weight for your wedding day, do it. But don't feel pressured by social media to feel like there's an expectation for you to lose weight for your wedding day. There 100% is not. I also think like with the whole expectations of what you look like on the day, you can put so much pressure on yourself in terms of like, you're not going to feel good because something's out of place, like a hair's out of place or like when, like that's life. Do you know what I mean? Like that is how you look. And unfortunately... If you're not happy, yeah, you can tweak things. Like, I don't know, you've got too much fucking blusher on or something, or your hair, your hair's not big enough or high enough or curly enough. Or, do you know what I mean? You can mm. tweak them things and that's fine. But like, there's only so much you can plan in terms of like the expectations of what you've put onto yourself. In the next heartbeat though, like if you do want to change yourself for the better, then you do that. But don't feel like you have to do it for one day because yeah. I tell you now, you, your partner won't care. <laughs> no, not at all. They won't. They've, they've proposed to you and you've got engaged as you are now. Yeah. Why is it they would say to you, oh, right, well, I'll propose to you now, but you must lose five stone. <laughs> you must well, look why better. would you do that? You, <laughs> you wouldn't. Better than this on the wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, must, you must look like this. Your eyebrows like this have bigger tits so funny. and an arse implant. So, so funny. <laughs> One thing that does my head in about social media, and I say it often, like when people post someone's wedding invitation, have you ever seen that? Mm. Like, can't wait for this. And I understand we're all excited and I understand it comes from like a like a loving place. But I think it puts pressure on people in terms of like, if you live in a small area or if you've got people that you they know your wedding's coming they're like oh it's such and such's wedding today do you know what i mean if there's quite a lot of mm. social media buzz literally depending on who you are or where you live type of vibe. yeah there's like a lot of like oh she's getting married today and we all want to see we're not stupid do you know what i mean like i'm not stupid we all want to see but sometimes it's like oh like yeah do you know if i got married again a lot of people ask me this would you get married the same way no you didn't? No. Not at all? Not at all. Even though you were Even my husband people. said the same thing. Me and my husband would probably go either to a tropical island or a Scottish island, literally get married on top of a mountain and spend the whole day with each other for a couple of days off the grid. Like that is how we would probably spend it now. 
And that's genuinely because I don't care about anyone else. I just care about my husband and what he thinks on our wedding day. Yeah. And I, I think I've only come to that conclusion since being in the wedding industry. Because I think you realise that there is no rule book and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's it, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's like yeah. we, we do have these expectations of what weddings should be like. And, you know, we sometimes ask couples in meetings, like, do you need this? Do you need this? And it's not to, like, pressurise them in, like, you should have this, you should have this. It's almost, yeah. almost like just telling them things that maybe other people have had that they might not have thought of or what they... Because pe- people will say, I've no idea. I've no idea. And I get that because it's like, well, you don't know what to expect. So why, why should you? You've never been married before. or yeah. um, But, like, you can do whatever you want at the end of the day. You can literally do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, I went to a wedding, right? I didn't know what to save this for the um, photography episode. I like to get a picture or a video of the bride holding the bouquet. It's kind of what we do. Sometimes brides say to us, oh, you're making a reel today when they're getting ready, when I go and see them on the wedding day. And I just think, oh, like, your wedding day is not about me making a reel. Like, don't think like that. Like, and even if, and if we don't, it's not because we don't like it. Because I've maybe been a bit busy and haven't had time to do content or whatever. But anyway, the wedding planner had came to say, like, you needed downstairs for the ceremony in 10 minutes. But I was just by the window getting a picture. And then I had my phone out and the photographer said to me, oh, these Instagrammers, you know, they're basically taking our job off us. And I just kind of laughed. And then I can't remember what else he said, but it was kind of like, oh, you know, you get in the shop before I am. And I just said, oh, yeah, because this makes me money. Because I need the I need the content as well. If I'm happy with the bouquet and I really want to show this gorgeous bride holding the bouquet, yeah, I'm gonna get a photo of her. So he was like, and then I went, oh, this makes me money as well though, and just kind of laughed. And it was just fucking awkward. I felt like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but at the end of the day, he right, still, he still got the shots he wanted. <laughs> So the one thing that does happen a lot of the time after a wedding day, and it's not to say that you have to do this, you do not at all, but a photographer will supply you with a sneak peek and nine times out of ten, you will only tag the photographer because rightly so, that's their product. Mm -hmm. They need to be tagged. All the other suppliers get kind of forgotten about. Now that photographer wouldn't have been able to create what they created if it wasn't for the other suppliers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so what you just told me frustrates me a little bit because if it wasn't for me, that bride wouldn't be in that dress. Yeah. And if she didn't have the flowers in her hand, he wouldn't be... Well, he would be taking a photo of her, but the photo yeah. wouldn't be as nice. But I, th- <laughs> I think some sometimes some suppliers, and this isn't the same for all photographers whatsoever. Yeah. But I think sometimes some suppliers do forget that they wouldn't be getting what they get if it wasn't for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think couples maybe sometimes, this is another expectation of people, like they might find it cringy to tag their suppliers in the picture because like they probably think, I'm not a fucking influencer. It feels weird tagging like yeah. brand products in your photos and stuff like that. Yeah. But it just helps out that, because there will be people who look at your wedding and go, oh my God, that is my dream wedding. And they'll want your mm. suppliers. So is there any social media content creators out there, uh, wedding suppliers, that you find quite influential towards you? Ooh, what a question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's obviously the trend of the dancing florist. Have you seen him? 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's September Studio, I think. And they're in somewhere in Australia. Uh, that was a massive trend. But then it's also like, are we jumping on the trend or are we leaving it behind? I did jump on it. But also, it's like thinking of them fresh ideas is hard work as a business because you kind of want to be new. You want to be fresh. But sometimes you've just got to got to ride the wave and go with the trend sometimes going back to people's expectations of what a wedding should look like and i was saying before like sometimes brides will say to me oh are you making a reel of my wedding it makes me feel like not a bit icky but like (laughs) it makes me feel like if i do make one there's pressure to do it and if it's not the right style then it's like oh have i done that have i done their wedding a disjustice type of thing because but at the end of the day social media is not everything so there's a dress shop that I find quite influential, I really like the look of. They're called The One, uh, and they're actually in Ireland, Dublin. I really like her aesthetic, I really like what she does. I feel like she's fashion forward, but a little bit edgy, um, but not weird. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, I really like her stuff. Um I am a bit of a weird one on Instagram. A lot of the time I do browse from afar and don't engage. I know it means a lot like engaging and stuff and it does massively, massively help anyone if you engage on anything. The only reason I don't is um, because I feel a little bit out of my depth when I look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because this stuff is absolutely beautiful. So stunning. Obviously, with the topic in discussion this week, it's kind of hard to do a quickfire round, but we will go on to our Celebrity Wedding of the Week to discuss. So this week, I have chosen Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham. We're back to a Beckham. The first time we discussed him, he was six months old, and now we're discussing his wedding. (laughs) Um, So he had a cowboy hat on at his first wedding, but not at this one. Um... (laughs) Nicola wore a Valentino gown as she married Brooklyn Beckham at their family home in Palm Beach, Florida. And the groom wore custom Dior. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Of course. She reminds me of Twiggy. Did you see the video of them getting refused entry in that club in Paris? No. It was brilliant. He went in with her, Mm. so they weren't waiting on the pavement. And then there was like another five people with them. And the security were like, no, you're not having everybody. It's either you two or nobody. And then them two left and she was hiding her face with a handbag from the paparazzi. Oh, really? Because <laughs> Brooklyn was arguing like, no, we will be going in. We will be going in. The... Oh, that dress gives me vibes of one of my brides, actually. I've done a bespoke maid. Oh, lovely. Lovely, oh. lovely. Mm. The, um, the dress actually had embroidered underneath in blue, which was her something blue, a message from her mom underneath. Oh, that's Valentina, lovely. Valentino embroidered into her. I love her. that. I really love like little quirks and stuff that you mm-hmm. can do on your wedding day, but quite sophisticated hidden yeah, things apparently that I really like. Her wedding look was invi- inspired by 90s supermodel Claudia Schiffer, which you can kind of see with the blonde hair and yeah. kind of beehivey look. Yeah, definitely. She's beautiful. Yeah, so, so pretty. I'm trying to find something if there's any juicy gossip, although I'm sure the wedding planet was getting sued oh really yeah let me have a look why why nicola peltz brooklyn's father is suing the wedding planner let's have a look the wedding planners allege that they refused to give back two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars deposit her father gave them despite parting ways before the ceremony they were their old planner 
and they got right. rid because they were going in a different direction. But they refused to give the deposit back. So her dad sued them. <laughs> oh. So it all comes down to basically a wedding deposit refund. Um. The, that's it. That's it. Um. Apparently, Lewis Hamilton did not RSVP. He explained he did not want to go to the wedding. Wow. That's not good, is it? <laughs> Wonder why. No. But yeah. My husband would have been gutted. I asked a uh, Lewis Hamilton for a message on our wedding day from Lewis Hamilton, but he didn't get back to me. God. <laughs> the seafront property that they got married in apparently cost a hundred million pound. It's apparently her I think it's her mum and dad's house. Um it cost hundred million pounds. It has twenty seven bedrooms to reflect its modest value. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so funny. So so funny. But yeah, apparently they all stayed there and they had a big boozy party. Eva My Longoria God. was there. Lovely. They had two ceremonies, one Jewish am ceremony. I, am I the only person that doesn't care about celebrities? I ca- no, you're not the only person, but I just do. I know, like, I call my husband Perez Hilton because he knows, like, who celebrities are. Um, he usually knows what celebrities are doing and stuff. I find yeah. it very funny for my husband because he's not into that kind of world, but he is, strangely. I literally don't give a shit. I'm not fully bothered, but I've just liked keep up on it. Although, have you seen the new documentary, the new um, Colleen Rooney documentary? No, but I need to watch it. And I have watched the Beckham documentary now. Yeah, so you and are I up love, on it, clearly. Yeah, but I loved, <laughs> I loved the Beckham documentary, mainly because I just love Victoria. Yeah, I do. Uh, but the I've watched two episodes of the Colleen Rooney one, and it is just so fucking good. Like, she's just so Liverpoolian. She's just the best. Does she talk about the thingy scandal? Is that what it's about? It's about the Wagatha Christie. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. And it shows you the messages and she like tells you how she did it and how she like removed people from her story. Then she kept posting things and then she screenshotted it every time Rebecca Vardy had seen it and then basically got to a point where she was like, I have the evidence now. She went to a cafe on her own. Well, she says she's on her own. I don't think she would have been. She went to a cafe. She wrote the message out and she just sent it to her Twitter and her Facebook and her Instagram. And then it all just erupted. And she said, I never thought it was going to be like that. <laughs> oh, my God. She never thought it was going to be as serious. But she was like, and then it happened. Yeah. <laughs> funny, in it? Celebrity yeah. world is funny. Yeah. But this is what this is what makes me laugh is that I just so don't give a shit about the only thing I give a shit about on celebrity wise is um, what they wear on the wedding day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too, to be fair. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening again. Thank um, you. It's been good. It's been a deep one. It's been a probably controversial one, but it's a good one. And it's a good one to get out there, I think, because a lot of the time people kind of... They have these preconceptions, I think, of when suppliers and what we expect from people, yeah. our customers as uh-huh. well. And also, <laughs> I think your expectations of what your wedding can be like and what your wedding should be like, it doesn't... Your wedding's still valid at the end of the day. Whether it's a small wedding, a big yeah. wedding, whether it's a small budget, big budget. I actually know what TikTok you're on about, which Esme was doing. Yeah, because it's and, true. and I thought it was really, really good. Sorry, Esme, I didn't, I didn't like and comment again, which I should have done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it was a really valid point she had. I think we just all need to be a little bit more real in the industry, I think, and mm-hmm. just show people that we are human. <laughs> We're human. Even though Richard doesn't sound it right now. (laughs) Yeah, right. See you later, guys. Love yous. Bye. (laughs)